welcome back. back. Uh, greetings, uh, devoted listeners of um, ATHTP. <laughs> I'm doubling yep. down. It's part now. two. <laughs> part two, episode 59, all the horrible things. We're talking from season two up through episode five, which is currently where it exists on this um, final day of May of 2020. And something we didn't mention in the previous episode is the cliffhanger of season one, which I really wanted to talk about because this to me was the first time that I want to say that they kind of broke their own rules. And you were (laughs) because when you're in the RV or you're in a car and remember when they first (laughs) the Matthews family first shows up, they they kind of go around and then they come back and they end up and we don't know the radius or, or like mileage of how much space is here but the end of season one (laughs) sheriff boyd takes sarah and they go off into the woods and they go off like on this journey and they have um i would guess miles and miles added until they they get to the point where they're they're kind of like running out of space and and time and there's a storm coming but they find a lighthouse Yes, where there's this crazy horn sound coming from, as well as the light, because they camp out. Really fun scene when they're in the tent together. Um, and that's what I note, noted those notes from 1864 were in the bottles there. Right. But the light that shines on it, it's and a, then a, the beings, whatever it is, it's it's a, a, they start scratching at it. I thought it was a Sasquatch a, at first. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very Blair Witch. It did feel Blair Witch, but it was it was effective. And then, of course, when they come out in the morning, we got spider web action. We got these oh yeah, yeah, gross spiders biting um, Boyd left and right, and the little little white boy, little boy in white, <laughs> there yeah. in the forest, kind of saves them when things are looking dire and the sun's going down, and Boyd yeah. gets shoved into one of the teleporter tree holes, and then they get uh-huh. stuck in the shaft. So this is one of the cliffhangers, and then the other one is the it's bus rolling into town and parking at the diner. So yeah. So if you had to guess, where would you say that this town that you know that everyone ends up in? Where would you geographically? Where would you put it? Put it probably in western Pennsylvania, maybe. Okay. That way, mid Midwest, uh, still sort of close to a larger population uh what would you say oh it, it felt yeah it felt very midwest to me and almost if the russos are behind it they're from ohio i'm like oh maybe it's ohio uh, but yeah. the thing that you we don't have in the midwest lighthouses really we don't True. really have you know and that's the thing that really kind of jumped out at me is like now now it feels even more stephen king ish like it's like in maine or something that is that really of... weird, but we don't know necessarily that it's a lighthouse mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. water. You know, right. it could be <laughs> like air stuff. Lighthouses like tell planes where things are too, and I don't know, flying creatures. Maybe we have to come. Uh, but you're right; I mean... it is very strange that there would be a lighthouse in the Midwest, which which is where it clearly is and is stated like yeah. in text. I mean... Yeah. So that that really jumped out at me, and it made me think that this this um, uh, this town or whatever this it, it seems like like it's constructed, you know, like there are certain things. Maybe it's like a shrunken down version of like the whole 
United States. You know, maybe there's a desert if they went the other direction. I don't know. Mm. Th- those are questions I have in my in my head. But it, it seemed to me like they had gotten to the coast. There was also like some mountains, which we also don't have in the Midwest. That is true. And, well, maybe a little Appalachia. If it is like, well, winds, I mean, you get touch true. of them, but you're right. But the other part of it is that charter bus that shows up is from Michigan. Is it? I missed that. It, That's yes, interesting. It's, it's from Michigan. And, and in we, season we're not one, clear where it's going, though, either. No, correct. And in season one, we also learned just from like uh, a map on the wall in, in Boyd's office. I think that they probably did a poll and like, where was everyone coming from? And it's from all, all over the U.S. So oh. it also implies that this town has some sort of portal action going on, which also makes me feel very sci-fi. Like you were teleported here uh, and now you're stuck here in this in this void Right, and now you got me wondering about the title in a way I hadn't before, because I always assumed that From was a reference to From Hell, because those are the two that I associate the most, and I always thought it was From Hell in reference to the monsters that are surrounding the town. But now I'm wondering if it has more to do with where they all from than the the monsters from Hell. I Hmm. think it's probably uh, a, a combination, just very ambiguous, like... People, where you're from, you don't know where you're at. So, where yeah. where are we? You know, all these things that you're, you're questioning. Uh, well, I like yeah, it. It's, a, mon- it's it's probably not a great title. I've got to be honest with you. I think it it makes it hard for people to put it on their radar. Yeah, just yeah, because. definitely. It's not like, are you watching From? And, and people, yeah, are like, what? what? Yeah, the TV show From. <laughs> it, it is tricky. I'm watching From My Lazy Boy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, where are you watching From? It, it's got marketing built into it. But so there, there was definitely some questions. We we find out that Boyd, when he was um, trapped into this, this almost felt like. <laughs> It was so narrow, it almost felt like a chimney to me. It did not feel necess- like a chimney. That's and, a really and good not way to put it. not necessarily a well, but Mm-mm. at the top of when we, you know, we realize that he, or find out that he's talking to somebody and then that there's a rope that drops down. Who drops that rope? Of, Who drops right? that because, rope? I don't know, because the guy is chained to the wall. You know, so that to me, to me signals too, because we didn't talk too much about at the end of season one when they get the radio tower up, they do. Oh, First right, gets right, static, right. and then ultimately they Jim gets the voice of this guy uh, who sounds really ominous. Don't know if it's a warning or if it's a threat, and he's all like, you guys shouldn't be digging that hole. Your wife shouldn't be digging the hole in the basement, which they were doing because they couldn't figure out the electricity, and they were trying to figure out where the electricity was coming from. And then ultimately the house crumbles in on itself, trapping Jim. And one of my favorite characters, the bartender, Tom. I know, I, I know. was so sad to see him go. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was He was definitely smarter you know, than like he could have been providing. He was just the bartender, but he was a right. smart guy. He was. Uh, the the thing that the thing that about that voice on the radio though the, it really reminded me of um that movie with Steve Zahn and Paul Walker with Candy Cane on the radio the yes. guy on the radio Joyride necessi- yeah Joyride he doesn't necessarily sound like an authoritative like he's in charge he almost sounded like a truck driver to me or like a like a, a minion like uh yo just a heads up you shouldn't be doing that he didn't sound like the boss to me. Completely agree with you. I'm wondering, though, if he was the guy who threw down the rope, because there had to have been an extra element that was wanting to keep Harold Perrineau in the game. You know what I mean? If this is right. Right. There's so many references to game like stuff going on here. I mean, most obvious, the chess stuff with Kenny and his dad. 
Right. And and Jim is the one who starts putting it together that maybe we are being tested. Maybe exactly. this is a this is a control, you know, like an experiment. And uh what if what if the guy on the radio isn't in fact the villain, just somebody else who's there monitoring them who's like that's the kind of stuff from like Lost that you pull from Exactly. Nowhere, like. From the others. <laughs> you know? Remember that Hen- Henry right. guy, was it? The weird, creepy, bug-eyed guy yeah. who was in charge of the yeah. others. Somebody who's pseudo-in charge but still doesn't really understand what's going on as a whole. Right. Sort of or, or he's just, he's very okay. well informed. He, his job is just to monitor them or something and report back. Or <laughs> I don't know. That's what I, that's the type of things that I also love from this show, though, is that, you know, you get things and you start to just question them. Like, who was the guy that was chained to the wall? How long has he actually been there? How did they keep him alive? It didn't seem like they were feeding him or not feeding him well. And right. what the hell was in his blood? Uh, the, the worms, the, the weird, creepy, yeah. slither esque right. worms. Um, his name was Martin, first of all, Martin. and he was a Marine. Um, yeah. And to me, it seemed like in terms of his age, because at first I was like, is this the older version of a character we already know? It was going in my head like dark mode, right. you know? Right. Uh, if, right. if you haven't seen the dark series on Netflix, it's amazing. Uh, yes, I'm thinking he comes from the same era as all of our monsters and milkmans and brides and such, because it yeah. would seem like he would have been in the Marines when Victor was a child in this town. So I'm thinking like, he's a remnant of that era. Yeah, he could have been like a soldier in Korea, you know, because coming out of the 1950s, yep. it was before Vietnam, uh, 50s, 60s. And, and yes, and, and he was elderly. He was probably in his 80s. Yes. Uh <laughs> what it's, is he eating? This poor guy is shackled. He I reminded know. me of Jafar from Aladdin when he's like <laughs> trying to fake out Aladdin, but he's there stuck with him. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> totally reminded me of that. But you're right. The worms end up playing such a huge part because right. they can be transferred. And just to jump ahead to where we are now, right? It's ultimately Harold is able to get rid of it. It seems like it cures his Parkinson's too because he's sick. And then it doesn't seem like we don't know for sure. But when he's we able don't. to successfully move these uh, skin worms from himself to one of the monster vampire things, the, the scariest one, the smiley point Dexter right. one. Right, uh, Joker. Yes, who has such a weird reaction at first because he straight up I says- I like this game. <laughs> yes, again, back to the game stuff. But then we have kind of what reminded me of the faculty where he kind of like dries out from within sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like there'd been too much, uh, what is that? What are they sticking the people? It was whatever Josh Hartnett's character was snorting. Right. Anyway, right, right, they dried right, them right. out. They look like these worms dried out the vampire, so they know finally that they can be killed. That's where we're at mid-season uh, yes. of season two. But let's not run over all these new characters because they're right. a really fun new characters that I'm excited to see what happens with them. And then there's some cliche ones that I'm not so excited to see what goes down with them. Who yeah, stood out to like, you? Oh, the guy who's now forced to live on the bus, the asshole who is just yes. like a prick to everybody. Okay. He's got an attitude problem and he clearly has an issue with authority. Yes, uh, Randall. Yeah, he to me stands out the most, aside from Elgin, who has a vision of this place before they get there. So there's going to be a connection between him. I think there are people who are more connected to this place, like your Sarahs, your Victors, your Jades. And now your Elgins. Yeah, well, yeah, people, yeah, Jade, who's starting to see things around him, like the symbols, 
And uh, well, now I feel like Boyd might also be connected to him because he started having hallucinations of a ballerina that is clearly pivotal. Pivotal. It was in the the um, the place where Martin was was strung up. But as far as new characters go, I really feel like they're only allowing us to meet a few of them when five i would say that yeah and two of them had already been killed off the couple who'd snuck off the first night went to the bar oh uh, yeah let's talk really quick about that girl because that was kind of one of the more impacting you know episodes based on the fact that she was again being toyed with because she's forced to watch her boyfriend get gutted um, yeah. After they've stuck they a rebar her? through her head into a tree and and a spot that enables her to continue to have consciousness, yeah. apparently not be in pain. Didn't seem like she was in pain per se. So no, it clearly killed off any like nerve uh, yeah. endings. These beings but... know how to torture you in different ways, in playful ways, in sadistic ways. You know. It, it, it might also signal that they're taking a whole new approach. Maybe think things are shifting because there's no reason for them to have not killed her. Uh, she didn't have a message to relay. She, she wasn't it, bait. That's true. And it, but it, it, the only thing it, it did bring further um, despair to the characters that are yeah, in, in the daytime. Yeah. It was a way for day people to have to see things that they don't see at night, you know, True. Uh, because True. they're just killed. They just see the bodies, but now they're they're forced to have Boyd take the rebar out of her skull, and those were some fun sound effects, I tell you. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, great. And that was design. it was impacting. Christy certainly our our medic then rushes back to who we find out uh, this Mary character is her uh, ex. Or are they? They're not engaged, right? They're just they're, they're not. They they uh, oh yes. I think they were engaged. They were engaged, and what what is what is the girl's name? I'm sorry. I think um, it's Mary. Ma- it's M A R I. It might be Mari, I, but I think it's Mary. I, I think you're right. And, and so she had um, visited. Uh, how long? This is the this is where I start to question. Like, wait a minute. How long have they been gone? Because uh, the medic's character. I think disappeared. She's, she's only been there for six months, I want to say. Right. So Christy so Christy disappears. Mary goes to her parents to say, you know, like she's missing. And I think that, you know, you're left to believe that Mary thinks that Christy just ran off maybe cold feet or whatever right. and just leaves. Yeah. Mary has a drug issue. We find out that she's on this bus. So in theory, she we could find rehab. out. Right, we could find out where the bus was headed if we, we, were, we were told if it starts in Michigan and we find out the rehab location, you know, where it was supposed to be headed and how what was you know, that? What was the giveaway for you that she was a, a druggie? For me, it was the two toned hair, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, I think I was a little behind on it. I, I think I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if I thought she was a druggie until she starts actually taking the. Morphine uh, drops, the morphine yeah. drop, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will say that again. This is a very controlled uh, environment. Like how whoever's controlling this, how did they know the girlfriend was going to go looking and then ends up in the town? It's messed up. It's like they are pawns. They are pawns on a board being moved around. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, as noted before, Kenny had a thing for Christy, bringing in uh, Mary here. 
destroyed any chance because it did seem like at the end of season one they they were starting to come closer together. So Kenny yeah. kind of becomes a badass in the uh, <laughs> seasons three through five. He's kind of like even takes control over Boyd at times because Kenny's pissed. Right. He's lost his dad and he just found out that yeah. Boyd has been hiding the fact that Sarah's around still and he learns that Sarah's the one that let the monster in that killed her dad. Um, so Kenny's in and- a state in this one. He grows some lips you know it's well, it's it, impressive and the fact that boyd has put aside his punishment there's there's clearly no jail but yes the box like when you're you we've only seen it used once that's where sarah should have been put right and now that the sheriff knows that she's being told well actually father cotry was the one who found out that you know she has got insider information right and that's the reason boyd can't kill her or have her killed because she might punished. be the key to getting them out of there in some way. Yeah. Right. Well, so. or so they think. It's very naive. Very naive. It to think is. That they're... I was happy to <laughs> see the father go because of how naive and like, oh, this is has a deeper godly meaning uh, yeah. than other characters. There's a deeper meaning, no. but uh, I really hope it's not going in that direction. And based on the fact right. that he got his throat slit, right? Is that what happened? Right. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. it doesn't go that way. I was glad to see him go. That being said, (laughs) now that Boyd has these worms in him, or before he got rid of them, he was then seeing him as a ghost or something, and he was talking through things with him. That was another reason Kenny was like, you're losing it, Boyd. I need your gun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm hoping that's all done, and Boyd's back in business now. Um, But you're right. Randall is the other really big one. Um, He's the douche who ends up getting stuck in the bus by Donna. Donna and Randall's interactions have been yeah, one of my favorite aspects of this one because she he's like a white supremacist dude, it feels like, and she it just is having feel none of it. Yeah. Donna's the boss. Donna's the, the new muscle because Boyd is clearly not willing to, to punish anybody. I mean, I don't think Boyd would have made Randall go out there and sleep in the bus. I mean, the guy's a dick, and he's starting fights with everybody. He is, you know, he adds that level of, of fear that you don't need. You're already people are already terrified. You don't need to be afraid of one of your neighbors. Randall's Absolutely. the worst. Um, and as we noted, Elgin was the guy who has the vision coming into the town. He's like, we can't go in here. Mm-hmm. And he barfs on Randall. That was fun. Um, yeah. But he is the, uh, the the newest one that is clearly connected to the town in a different way. And when he has a uh, convulsion, or what is what is it? I'm sorry, it's not convulsion. Seizure. He has a seizure seizure. on the ground um, at the exact same time that the house caves in. There was another character that had a seizure in season one, and now I'm losing who that was. Um, But seizures seem to be an aspect when things happen bad. Seizures are going on for people that are connected. Um, Right. There are two other characters worth noting. Um, because I think Elgin's going to be a big player, even though I don't understand why he didn't listen to everyone when they said get in the house. He's one of the few that's like still running around that first night, uh, not, not having believed it at first or something, despite <laughs> yeah. being the one that you know saw the visions. That I didn't get. Um, yeah. But he, he ends up with Tabby and Victor, who had been um, under the caves. We can't neg- neglect the fact that they had seen the monster sleeping under there. My question is, um, are those the same monsters that walk on, on top of the Earth? You know, that's a good question because they did not seem like the no. the, friend, the, I was gonna say the friendly, the, 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 the well-dressed 1950s townspeople. They seemed more like 
It was almost like the the monsters in the the descent, like they're right. I didn't you know, like their design comparatively um, to when unless, we unless yeah, unless when they go above ground they get turned. That's what you I'm know? thinking because they're still wearing like these archetypal clothes. Like one's a cheerleader, I think. Yeah, um, the milkman. Yeah. And the only other things to note when they're underground is Tabby finds a weird suitcase with clothes in it she doesn't quite make yeah. sense of. And then the tower, there's this uh, uh, stone tower in a, in a very specific structure that then plays a part throughout um, the first half of this season. Her right. son later is just makes that tower on his own on the porch, and then she makes it later, which brings these little, um, uh, I don't know, orphan Chloe Sevignes from... I don't, I don't know. They just a <laughs> uh, little gross looking pale girls that yeah. she's willing to commune with. But then when they start touching her, she's like, no, this is too much for me. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, she's clearly, you know, evolving because when she first got there, she did not have any of these visions or powers. And right. Like, I think when she started digging, it's, it's almost like they're, they're like allowing her to see more. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, before we talk about Jade, because I think Jade is probably one of the more important aspects of this. I, I know we're going to bop around a little bit. I wanted to mention the two other characters, the bus driver. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure about her uh, yet, but I'm really annoyed that she still wears her name tag. Why is she? <laughs> She's been there for days. Still, still meeting new people. It's nice. It's, it's like. So this hey, is Bakta, I believe her name is, is and yeah. she's always in her bus driver uniform. That being said, the people that she's driving have bags of clothes. She's on the job, so it would right, kind of right, make right. sense that she wouldn't have other clothes. Packed clothing, yeah. I don't well, know what, what to about, make of her yet, but Tilly. I was just going to say, what about Tilly? Tilly My the, favorite. She, yeah, she has brought a level yeah. of uh, friendly, friendliness that I think people are... are, are forgetting about you know like everyone's so scared they've lost almost their like their human connection and tilly is just seems wise and, and nice i'm suspicious of tilly but you're absolutely oh, right really? she does seem like a breath of fresh air uh when yeah. it rains when they first get there she's dancing in the rain come and join <laughs> me everyone yeah uh, she seems I like a love character her. out of like cocoon or batteries yes. not included like <laughs> and jim actually gets the chance to ask her where were you going and she doesn't say a city she says the racetrack yeah. i go to all the racetracks around the country yeah uh, yeah what that was, was he doing suspicious. though when tilly walks up to jim after he's kind of he's recouping from having the house cave in on him and then he's going up to the exit sign to do something to the exit sign and that's when tilly walks in she's like what are you doing and never like well you know i think i think if you remember that tabitha had recently when they when they kind of reconnected after he was stuck and she was underground she tells jim that their those cables don't go anywhere so i'm thinking maybe he was just reinvestigating the idea that there's power here yet there's no the cables don't go anywhere okay so maybe he was just investigating the electricity okay. in this space i, I, don't I assume know. that's it that's got to be it um yeah because that's cons consistent with what we've seen with the lighting stuff before um but yeah she the, when she has conversations they're just like odd they, they're not they're a very strange You're... tone and for some reason it feels like she's a mole for the yeah. bad people and she's just like the seems like the least harmless but perhaps she is there to cause trouble that's what i'm hoping at least that's yeah uh yeah providing little information but she <laughs> does 
provide drugs. Do you remember? Really? She, she like which she, instigates she, what's her face to take them to cause yeah, potential chaos because she gave it in front of Mary. Uh, That's true to Christy, and she could be kind of this really subtle trickster. Uh, character. I don't know. Yeah, devil's advocate, just sort of like instigating things and like being. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what she does next because she wasn't in the most recent episode. Right. And yeah, she's got a part to play. Everybody has a part to play. That's true. Because the most recent episode is is one of the best ones we've seen I, um, this season. Yes, or, it was or ever j- jam packed uh, of the season. Surely, because um, it was. Like it was action. The see the episode prior to it, not a fan. I thought it right. very snoozy. Episode five, but episode six I agree. brought a lot uh, to the table. Um, and as you mentioned, the ba- ballerina visions were super creepy. Where Boyd's kind of cracking up with that. Uh, they're running yeah. out of food now. I love the urgency there. You got the um, Ellis and Fatima. We never really talked about that much in either of these casts. Because right. I find them very stock and uninteresting. The only thing Ellis got going for him is his weirdness with his dad over his dad having killed his mom. Um, they seem cool now, so there's no tension there anymore. Right. <laughs> and now there was starting to be bubbling of tension between Fatima and Ellis about his father having brought Sarah back. But right, right. when that starts to happen, because they'd seem happy, happy, go lucky up until then, then we get Ellis getting stabbed by old Carl. Yeah, which also had racist undertones uh, to him. <laughs> yeah, he he can go. And in <laughs> fact, I question if old Boyd was around, would he be thrown in the um, the box for stabbing his son? Even though it was an accident, he was still. Oh yeah, no, he was threatening. Line. He was totally out of line. Yeah. Out of line, you could see that knife stab coming a mile away from. And Al- who was uh, he? Who was he mad at? He was mad at Elgin, who happens to be a person of color, and who also yep. happens to be maybe one of other uh, next to Donna, one of the larger people in it, who he's probably scared will sneak food, sort of thing. You know, this guy yep. thinks stereotypically, <laughs> so you got to run with what he is made to think. That's uh, true. What we're made to think about him, rather. Right, so that's all very true. That's now, great, that- and that leads to Elgin saving the day by bringing Ellis. Yeah to Christy at the hospital. So yeah, then, it's very clear that Elgin is a character that's going to grow yes. and change. You could tell he was not the type of person before he got here that would necessarily run out and put his life out on the no. line to save someone else. He seemed very reserved. He would visit his grandmother every Sunday and they would right. create owls. Aww. But he doesn't seem like the person who would, you know, run out there buy these nope. things. And and he saves um, Ellis and Elgin are also very similar. Like they are close very names. Close. I know. Um, but uh, he's brave, and he he says that he doesn't do well with blood. Though I think that's going to change. I think he's going to become one of the um, one of the heroes of the show. But let so me too. ask you this, because now we've got this this all this tension in the let's just call it the hospital because. I don't think, I mean, it was like a school at one point, I think. But, yeah. Um, so you've got people who don't believe Boyd. He's right. got, seeing stuff, he's got worms in him. They don't see it yet. Everyone thinks he's losing it, uh-huh. especially Kenny, who used to trust this man as a father figure. Now, this all builds up to the reveal that he's not lying, and they see the worms in his arm. And <laughs> Did Boyd, you notice who noticed first? The druggy, druggy, druggy. She's oh, yeah. the one that saw it first. I don't know if that's significant or not, but 
That's she probably has felt that feeling of worms crawling through your skin, you know? <laughs> Not, yeah, but from drugs. Right. Um, no, that's interesting. I, did, I don't know if I remember it, catching that. I don't know if it means uh, anything. It's, wait, wait, it's, just one second there can I just please. mention one thing about her as please. well it was when they bring Ellis into the bed and he is gushing blood uh, yeah. Mari, or Mary just sticks her head in there when Christy's trying to keep this man alive I swear yeah. I'm, I'm fine I'm not going to take any more drugs I swear it's like <laughs> so self consumed yeah, with herself you... and her relationship with Christy she doesn't realize there's a man bleeding right. out on the table right there and she has medical so training silly. also, I think. Doesn't she? She's like a nurse or something, too. <laughs> yes. like, she is. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I just like, had to note no. that. There's another funny, Focus really, up. really funny when Ellis gets stabbed. There's a guy who pops his head around the corner, <gasps> all surprised, and is just so oh, I... ridiculous, extra trying to get attention sort of thing. It, it was amazing. <laughs> like they, I'm sorry. Should have, they should have cut that out, probably. <laughs> I, um, I got to make a gif of it, because it's amazing. Let, well, let me... What do you... Do you think that... <laughs> Boyd's okay is my point because what we see what we see Boyd do is we see Boyd um he realizes he can give the blood my blood is your blood he you can give it I didn't necessarily think he was gonna to give it to one of these vampire creatures I I thought that was insane um we learned that they don't have any blood in their system right right because it's probably a reason why they don't end up going after each other they're they're animal monsters but yeah. Do you think, because it's such a risk for, for Boyd to do this blood transfer to his son. I mean, he calls it out that he's like, I can't do this. So the chances of them actually, you know, showing that he's passed something to his son is, I'm going to say it's unlikely, but I, I question it. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think it's out of him. If I was a betting man, I think he's clean now. It was a so way too. of getting rid of the Parkinson stuff that we, we didn't want need from him because we need him he's got to be a character the sixth round as you noted he's the rock of the show and the yeah. parkinson stuff seemed just like a dead end to me and it was a way to kind of like clean out his system sort of thing and mm -hmm. also find a, and let them find a way how they could kill it but i am wondering where do you get the next worm to pass on right. unless right. maybe it is still a remnant in his blood that can go to ellis i hope so because they need to infect everybody with this shit so everyone can press against the neck Right. Uh, they need to create the army, if you will. But what I don't understand is why all the other monster vampires then surrounded the smiley-faced guy who just got dehydrated. Didn't yeah. care about Boyd anymore. To me, I feel like Boyd is not someone they want anymore. Because if you remember right. in the forest, he was he could see them all, and it would be hard for them not to see him, I feel like. Mm -hmm. he, do he doesn't seem like an entity they care about anymore. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a like a power he has now potentially. You, there's got to be a way, you know. I mean, this whole thing is about evening the scales and and like making your odds better. So right, if they find a way to extract this bloody <laughs> worm blood from the Joker and you know administer mm. it to the rest, could they could they potentially you know that's a good call yeah the carcass of the joker they could potentially well take... my first thought was then when he looks out there and the body's still there it's like well you guys kind of have to do some sort of autopsy dissection to right. see what else is going on with them so maybe there is a way where they can like create bullets with the blood yes <laughs> no that's that's a good direction because they make a point of we're going to check it out in the morning well yeah. let's wrap this one up with what yep. i think is you mentioned he's grown on you 
I still struggle with him, but I'm okay. excited about where his character could be going, and I'm happy that I still don't like him, because I think yeah. Jade is going to be our big bad. We've never mentioned Christopher before, uh, but Christopher is this figure that Victor speaks of that came into town when he was a kid, and mm -hmm. first everybody loved him, he made everybody right. laugh, but then he ultimately kills everybody, and Victor was the only one that was able to hide and not get killed by this Christopher character. And, and Christopher brings... could see those same images, right? Or like Yes, he, he was seeing Claude... stuff yeah. too. Uh, yeah. Similar, and then of course Jade sees Christopher. He's the only one that's seen Christopher holding up the book with the symbol right. that he's obsessed with, which is not the same talisman on the door. It's more like a clawy sort of three-prong thing. He makes it with all the bottles and the bar and stuff. Right, right, To right, me, right. they are setting up Jade to be the new Christopher, to be the new <laughs> big bad of the town. That's what Could I'm be. seeing going on here. I, because yeah, uh, what what's his face? The little kid Ethan has a weird conversation with Jade in Victor's place, uh, in Victor's apartment when he's stealing all this stuff, being like, some some symbols make people do bad things, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then Jade's like, you're a real creepy kid. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and I think that's why I like Jade. Is like he speaks the truth. He's the character who's like you're he's weird. He's got good lines. He does have good yes. lines. I just yeah. he's a little too frenetic for for it. me. He's got to pull it back a little bit. Uh, uh, but if it. he goes evil, I'm all on board because that's what I, that's where I see it going. How about you? Where do you think it's gonna go? Well, you know what? You brought up a lot of interesting points. I wasn't looking at it like that. I was, you know, <laughs> you you kind of have all these villains already. Um, you have a person on the radio who could end up being the big bad. I, I see your point. I kind of hope it isn't Jade because I think Jade is a character who still needs full redemption from his past life and the yeah. life that he led before. I, I I just think that he might be somebody who also needs to grow into a, a better person, but that's also a perfect person to create a villain from. So I don't know. That's a great question. I, I think... I have to figure out how many more episodes we have this season. We might only have four, but well, the first I season think... was ten, so I'm assuming this one will be ten yeah. too. Yeah, and I think they have to. I mean, I, I'm hoping for a better cliffhanger than season one, but only because I feel like we didn't have much payoff from the start of this season from the cliffhanger. Just more questions, which is fine. I don't yeah. want too many answers yet, but I will say this: it's risky to do a lot of seasons of this show by, you know, just creating more and more questions without right. answers. So I, I, my, my, my hope is that we have like a, a couple more seasons left of this, right. right. Where we can get to a place um, and we find out who's, who's in charge of this. But I, I still don't know how, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess I just don't want it to be Jade. Uh, Okay, I just, he's the one obsessed with his demonic symbol, and yeah, it seems yeah. like Victor keeps trying to warn him off. I shouldn't be telling you what happened, because you're the one that's interested. He takes him to the car to explain this man came into town, yeah. and he killed everybody. Uh, yeah. I don't know what was up with Victor's violin thing, having him play there. That was weird. I'm still unclear on that. Well, Did you get it? I don't. I I, I don't. I thought it was a, a way of them connecting, so I, I don't know. But what do you think about this, then? What do you think if, like, Randall <laughs> might be our big bad? 
I think Randall's going to be the one that's going to be one of the heroes. You think it's the opposite? Okay. I, I do. Right. I hate to say it. I, I don't like him now, I, but. I will agree with both of us and say that it's one of them. Yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fair. But you're right. It is really interesting the way that Randall, when he was in the bus and they all congregated it around him, he's like, I'm not scared of you guys. And then right. like they just walked away. Uh, yeah. He could uh, be somebody that's susceptible to them more than others, too. You're, you're yeah. right. Because he I, wants power. Think, uh, I think you are right, though. The more I think about it, I think somebody from this group, from this town, almost needs to take on a new role slash villain and, like, maybe be the the main big bad, like, that the powers to be that are right. controlled. Work through know? so they yeah, can, yeah. you know, not have as many SFX and kind of have your yeah, big bad in, es- in him. Especially since they've they found a talisman, so they found a way to, like, hold off the vampire-type monsters they need another monster who can work their way around more freely right maybe it's tilly <laughs> i hope it's tilly Tilly's amazing <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> she sticks having out said all th- yeah having said all that i think the show is a lot of fun uh especially when a lot of there's not a lot out right now in my opinion that i'm really um excited no, about i know true yeah, so yeah. this is this is filling that void especially on sundays and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'd love to do once season two ends. I'd love to do another follow up, and we'll just conclude. That'd be great. Um, confirm some of our suspicions. Yeah, and look forward to a new season. And hopefully, they get the green light on that. Oh wait, I just lost your audio. You're gone. You're gone, sir. I'm not even getting the audio levels. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap this up for us. Um, thank you for 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 listening the, to part two of this uh, from special episode of from. And remember to go on our Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe, and uh, leave a review. Let us know um, your thoughts on uh, what's going to happen for from. You can do that on our YouTube page as well. We put this on our, our YouTube page. And in the meantime. Uh, In the words of uh, Enan, stay alive.